0: what's up Joe what's up everybody Jeff Fennell Sports 360 today as many in our society continue to push for reformation the topic of reparations is once again part of the conversation our guest today Ernie DiFestano, is the founder of the Ripple of Hope initiative a group that is seeking reparations for Negro League players and their descendants. Ernie has brought his appeal to the desk of MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred, and he's here with us today to talk about the latest. So hang with us. We'll be right back with Ernie DeFestano on Sports 360. Joining me today on Sports 360 is Ernie Di Stefano. Ernie is the founder of the Ripple of Hope initiative, and he is the author of the Rippling Manifesto, which is an appeal to Major League Baseball to pay reparations to Negro League players and their families. Ernie, welcome to Sports 360. How are you today? Fine, Jeff. Thank you for having me. It's good to talk to you again. Yeah, it's good to talk to you as well. I'm glad to have you on the show today. Um, as we, um, you know, are in the midst of a strange time, Ernie, as we uh, continue to deal with this pandemic. And yet we yes. see sports, including baseball, trying mm-hmm. to return to the field of play. And there are a whole lot of issues um, to be worked out uh, for baseball, basketball, hockey, and any sport that 's looking to return, and so it 's definitely an interesting time as we enter into the heart of of the summer but um i'm glad to have you on because in addition to you know the things uh, percolating in sports, we also have things percolating in our streets in terms of social justice and calls for uh, equality, including racial equality and I think it's an appropriate time, given where we are, to have this conversation with you concerning reparations for Negro League players. And so I'm excited to talk to you about that. Um, why don't we just jump in like, the, like this? I know in January, you sent a letter to Commissioner Manfred, uh, Rob Manfred of Major League Baseball, uh, advocating for reparations for Negro League players and their families. What was the genesis of that? If you could tell us
1: well i actually it's just uh I've been working on a manuscript uh, for negro league uh reparations that I'm nearing completion of, and I actually was starting on that and um i it really just the rightness and the um, the obvious rightness of 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 Negro league reparations and how I believe that that type of that type of uh, action uh, from baseball uh, would, be, uh, would do a lot to heal the wounds. Just the action itself, uh, the, the logistics can all be worked out, but just the, the willingness to be able to address that issue, especially in this climate as you're talking now, it just, I, I felt that it was important for me to basically just launch an appeal to get that out there, uh, to create it as a starting point for the conversation. Uh, because you know i believe it's a it's a cause that uh it's not just an abstract uh concept i mean uh, the the negro league players uh uh inability uh or uh, who were deprived of being able to make a better life for themselves and their families have an intergenerational effect studies have shown that so uh a, a situation where there's reparation for the negro leagues could be uh, a launching point that ripples out, if you will, uh, to the entire African-American community. And I, the, the Negro League cause, uh, their current family generations will be uh, impacted positively by that, and um, the effects would ripple out to the larger community. And that's what, that basically is just the rightness and of, of, of that cause. I mean, it's, uh, it was a systematic, intentional exclusion of of ball, baseball players who did not have the right or did, were deprived of the opportunity to show their skills on the on the big stage and uh, through that not uh, were deprived of the opportunity as i said to make a better life for themselves and their families and right. uh, the rightness of which cannot be in my view denied it's undeniable right
0: and and in in fairness to you and in credit to you this is not something that um, you brought before Commissioner Manford uh, in the current, you know, environment in which we find ourselves, where we see uprisings and 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 protests on our streets following the murders of George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, and others. Um, you actually sent this to the commissioner in January of this year, so it was before January. the current unrest. Um, that's correct. And you call it, you, you, you use the word a couple of times, a rippling effect, and you actually call your appeal, the rippling
1: manifesto. W- w- what is that about? Actually, it was inspired by Robert F. Kennedy's words. Um, uh, he, he stated in a speech at some point that when one, and I'm paraphrasing, uh, one, when one, uh, reaches out to help the. Uh, to better the lives of, of others, uh, if, if when they reach out to those who are poor, who are hurting, uh, uh, when that when when that happens, uh, there's a ripple of hope that gets uh, that goes out to the to the larger world and and creates a, a situation where one one such act builds upon another, and that's basically and that's exactly what uh what i'm um basing this this whole initiative on is that whole idea of one step toward the um the the, the toward the overall objective of african american reparation um uh, then the, that ripple will create a situation that will build upon itself and and get to the ultimate objective uh is basically it's an idealistic uh, view, but why not? I think we could use some idealism these days. Right. Um, right. But uh, yeah, I, I I think it's something that we we get the ball rolling on that, and and it's something that can build upon itself and ripple out. So that's that's where the the rippling uh, piece of that whole um, that whole idea came from.
0: Got it. And and in your in your manifesto to Commissioner Manford, uh, calling for reparations for negro league players and their descendants first i have to ask you um have you identified who that would or how many you know families and players uh, you yes. know are we talking yes about? i have and, yes, and so what, what are, are we talking in the,
1: about in, in in that regard well yes actually i i go into all the specifics in my book i i, I have a formula i've tabulated salaries based on uh the First established minimum major league salary, which occurred in the nineteen forties which was five thousand dollars and what I did was I took that formula and i and i uh, taking inflation into account i I went into each decade and uh, determined what the minimum salary would be during that decade and then I uh, calculated what uh, how much money that would translate to today uh I, in my book, I have 130 uh, players that I've identified based on their WAR scores. Uh, uh, I, you know, and, and this is my assessment because you know WAR is a, is a wins above replacement. For those who are not familiar with that, um, and that's pretty much a, a a very important statistic that's used in Major League Baseball in terms of determining a player's value. So I chose that. Uh, and I, I used those those scores, those uh, statistics, as, as a way of determining eligibility for a reparation. And I was trying to minimize the arguments against these particular players. The total number of players, there are other players, but for the purpose of my book, I limited it to 130, but there are other, there are over 200 players that I have identified, and I will be continuing to calculate what their salaries would, would be. Um, and th- at this point, in my in my manifesto, it could be a, an adjustment. I I, I indicated that uh, it's a different, totally different formula that I'm using now. Uh, but it is a finite number of of players and a finite amount of money uh, that can be distributed and 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 uh, in, in a, whatever way would be deemed appropriate and, and efficient for the parties involved um but yeah that so i do i do have uh, have it uh specifically uh, uh etched out who would get the money and how much they would be um they would be uh, uh eligible for and entitled to okay uh, based on my uh calculations all right and so you
0: know let's 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 delve into the details a little bit more um because okay. in in your appeal to to Commissioner Manfred, you actually break it down into three categories, Um, or I'm calling categories or topics, Um, you call it rightness, attainability, and reward, that the reparations should be paid, and there's these elements of rightness, attainability, and reward. You've touched a little bit on rightness, but let's deal with that a little bit more. The the rightness category. Why is reparations for
1: Negro League players, in your view, the right thing to do? Uh, first of all, it's based on the fact that it was, uh, as I have mentioned, a systemic intentional exclusion of a, a group of individuals and that deprived them of, of of uh making the kind of money that they would be entitled to in their professions uh that was that's that's number one uh that's and the history uh with respect to uh when they did compete when they meaning negro league players did compete against uh their uh, white major league uh competition they won over seven hundred they had a winning percentage of over seven hundred percent um and then I also use the statistics in terms of these players uh, being being eligible and, you know, knowing that they would uh, have the opportunity had there not been a, 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 a separation or a segregation of the game, would have the opportunity to play at that level. Um, it, it, the rightness of it is something that um, when we all consider uh, what happened, nobody can deny that You know the the the, the, these individuals um and had like i said intergenerational effects on their entire families their current generations the the effect is undeniable and we needed to start from that premise that this is right uh based on the history of the segregation and and the exclusion of these players and the fact that these players would be uh, would have had the opportunity uh, absent those factors, and that was the starting point from where we can we can begin to address this issue, sure, and one of the things only
0: that in reading your your manifesto um, that that really struck me was, and you mentioned this earlier that you used war winds above above replacement to mm-hmm to make it clear, this is not about a handout, right? You're talking about players who were very talented, and your point being that they were talented enough to play in the major leagues, they were denied the opportunity. So this is not about a second-tier league or a second-tier competition that you're looking to have Major League Baseball fork over some money to, this is about, as you say, righting a wrong because these players, based on, you know, a a measure that we currently value in Major League Baseball, and that's wins above replacement, that these Negro League players um, had, you know, had, you know, a, a positive war and therefore, you know, could compete with these players in the Major League if they had gotten the
1: opportunity,
0: and I think that's an important point. This is not a handout.
1: That's correct. Uh, and and uh, and uh, the reason I used the minimum salary uh, uh, category uh, is to uh, limit uh, the uh, ability of people to argue the point that they would be entitled. I think I think they could be. I I honestly think personally that they would be entitled to more, an average salary, but a starting point. I thought to would be that it would be, um, it's hard to argue that they would not be entitled to at least a minimum major league salary. And there, yes, there are Negro league players who may not be able to compete, uh, in, in, in the major leagues at, at, at the same time. However, there are players, uh, white players who would not be able to comp- compete in a, in an integrated league. I uh, know there, there are players there. So that, those two factors cancel out but, uh, themselves in my view, but. The fact is that the players that I've identified, I believe it's, 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 it's fairly, fairly obvious to any reasonably thinking person that, that, that these guys were deprived of the opportunity and, and should have had the opportunity and would have had the opportunity under different circumstances. Right.
0: Right. And so the first part of this is, is as you call in your manifesto, a rightness. It's righting a wrong. Uh, by paying reparations. The second point you make is one that you call attainability. And here you get into the economics of what it would mean um, for Major League Baseball in terms of dollars, right, uh, to right. make reparations and how many would be affected. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the attainability element
1: of this? Right. Uh, this, that, this piece, uh, part of the argument is the fact that uh you know this would be uh something a, a finite number uh i'm getting into the to, like you said the economics and the dollars and cents of it in this section and what we're talking about uh is an amount of money uh that uh would be again uh, a finite amount of money that would be uh established and distributed to the families now the other piece is I don't believe it's in the manifesto, but the fact is, if we if there are certain players or family members, their surviving family members, we cannot uh, we cannot locate, then that money could go to a cause for communities of color in the uh, in the geographical homes or the locations for those players to help those 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 communities of color, uh, and so that would be the other piece of it. But it's it, we're really talking about. There's a, there's a ma- an amount of money, and I'm not going into the specifics in, in the manifesto because really that's evolving. So the figures that are in that was a starting point based on average salaries. So actually the amount of money that's in the manifesto that I'm talking about is like $30 million. But since uh, I, I'm adjusting that and I've decided to go with the minimum amount, it would, only, it would be less of a burden to major league players, uh, to, excuse me, major league teams. Uh, and that's something that I'm figuring out now, and it's something that you know i mean i what I, what i the important thing is to get it started uh you know even if it's just the act itself is something that could be very healing in terms of if baseball was to address this issue and show a real willingness to address it it could it could be it could be it could have a social healing uh impact that uh really is something that that could really have a great impact on our society as a whole, especially in today's climate.
0: And so even with the adjustment, before making the adjustment, I should say, you were talking in a neighborhood of $30 million, give or take. Mm -hmm. So about a million dollars per club. Mm -hmm. Um, And in an industry that prior to the pandemic was in a neighborhood Mm of $10 billion, Um, Right. That that's a that's not a large sum, um, but it could have a tremendous impact. So from your standpoint, that's the attainability. This is something that, again, subject to some of the new calculations you're doing. We're still not Mm -hmm. talking about something that's out of reach and out of hand to do in order to right the wrong. Um, right and
1: I, as i said uh, when i'm f- done with my new calculations it would actually be less of a burden and i'd like to make a point uh with respect uh jeff to what you're talking about the pandemic i know uh the major league owners um committed and rightfully so and it is an, uh, that that is another issue whose rightness cannot be denied the i uh, as i recall uh the owners all 30 owners agreed to help uh stadium employees I believe those stadium employees with their salaries, uh each team committing a million dollars, which would be thirty million dollars, uh, which uh, interestingly is is roughly the same as what I was proposing in my in my manifesto. Um, and again, the rightness of that cause is undeniable, just as the rightness of Negro league reparations is undeniable, and that that shows that it is feasible that owners are able to do uh to 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 work with those figures and someone could make the argument that well today's owners didn't cause you know didn't they didn't cause the baseball segregation they weren't directly responsible okay but Norton, neither are owners responsible for covid 19 but yet they still feel an obligation to help those affected i think it's the same philosophy I believe that with, with Negro League reparations for both uh, both causes are just. I, I just wanted to point out and 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 create and uh, point out that analogy with re- respect to the money that's that's being uh, distributed.
0: Yeah, and then um, on your last point um, in, in the manifesto is on reward. I found this one to be a, a bit interesting. Um, and your last comment touched on it a little bit because you said under the reward analysis or discussion, many times the argument is that the current generation is not responsible for what transpired in prior generations, and so why should we be looking to address that now? And in in the, the and in your response, you you talk about Branch Rickey and how he. Signed Jackie Robinson. So, talk a little bit about the reward piece of this, because I think this is an interesting part of your overall discussion.
1: Yes, I I, I was I discussed Branch Rickey in the context of how he economically and financially benefited from integrating the game. Uh, you know, uh, in addition to the rightness of what he did and the moral rightness and 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 how it advanced our our society uh the rewards financially for him and ironically for the other owners who refused to um, refused to integrate the game benefited from his willingness to integrate the game Um, i know that the african-american communities uh became brooklyn dodger fans after that a huge part of the baseball market uh and When the other teams benefited, too, because the African-American fans would come to their stadiums now to watch Jackie play when they were in town, when the Dodgers were in town. Um, And so the rewards of doing this, when you look at the the, uh, difficulties that Major League Baseball is having reaching out to the African-American market, I believe the last numbers I have, and I think I pointed out in in the manifesto, was 9% uh, of their fan base. I believe, and you may have information on this. Jeff uh, is is African American, um, and I would think this kind of act would have long term uh, benefits uh, financially for Major League Baseball. Um, so that's that's the I, I use Branch Rickey as as the example of yes, what he did was was great for our society and our country, but he also had you know he had economic motivations too and and that was fine uh in in the eyes of a lot of people in the african-american community at the time um so that that's where i i i uh that's the approach i was taking in the third piece was the rewards of 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 such an act uh would would be i think significant for the and, health and of it, the game of baseball
0: yeah and this is where it gets interesting for me because you know, if it's no doubt that Major League Baseball has a problem in terms of its fan base and the demographics, right? It's older mm-hmm. and it's predominantly white male, right? And they have a difficult time with, um, you know, African uh, drawing African-American fans and drawing African-American mm-hmm. players. Uh, Major League Baseball mm-hmm. will tell you that they're working on both of those. But mm-hmm. put that aside, you know, if if those who are in support of Negro league reparations or any issue that they feel is right, get the sense that major league baseball or any entity is doing it, um, with a purpose in mind of benefiting from it or having a reward, I think there will be some who would have a problem with that because I think Mm -hmm. it would, it would bring into question the sincerity and the um you know the authenticity of it and i get it right. that you know we can have something that's on the surface seems to be right um but if you're going to do right um i think you also have to have the right motivation doesn't mean you can't say well this is going to benefit me financially but if that's the driving factor for doing it mm-hmm. what's your thoughts on that cuz i if, for me i believe that there'll be many people who would say you know that that's something that yeah you know we wanted to come for the right reason, the not just because you're going
1: to benefit on your bottom right. line. Right, right. Um, I my, yeah my I I agree. I, I I mean in I think in a perfect world, and and ultimately I would love for Major League Baseball and in private industry to be uh, considering reparations and implementing reparations for. Uh, based on ap- the absolute rightness and 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 the uh the morality uh of doing it the the the, the, the strong uh you know a sense of duty and a sense of um, uh, of of responsibility for that absent that uh I, I i think basically is my my point was uh okay if those if if that alone isn't driving you is really an appeal directly to major league baseball then let let me let me try to uh, try to, to show you on the economic benefits of this uh, basically was the intent of, of that section of the manifesto if the moral uh, uh, mandates of, of reparations is not going to drive you to take action well then let, let's 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 look at what the potential economic benefits would be sure sure you know and it, was, no, it only... was more of a very pragmatic approach to how to, how to get this done Right. And look, and in the end,
0: right, um, we often hear the term money talks, right? And Mm -hmm. we've seen it recently as we're sitting here in early July having our conversation. um, You know, the Washington Redskins are under enormous pressure to change their name. It's not the first time Mm -hmm. there's been a fight going on for for three decades to change the team, the team's name. Um, and you know it will come and go depending upon the you know the t- temperature of society at that given time. Well, right now the temperature is high to begin changing names: Cleveland Indians, Atlanta Braves, and so forth. Right, um, right. And you know uh, when we had shareholders and 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 sponsors and partners threatening the Redskins and saying, "Hey, we're going to." you Know, hit you economically, and we're talking in the hundreds of billions of dollars. Then, very quickly, the Redskins and their owner, who at one point said he was never going to change the name, now mm-hmm. they released a press statement saying that you know the a name change is seriously under review. So, mm-hmm. the, the reward piece of it is well taken, Ernie. And, and I wasn't trying to yeah. diminish that. Um, no, no, no not, not at all. No, in the end, a valid point yeah in the end you know um a lot of these large entities whether they're leagues or teams respond to the dollars right because exactly. after all they exactly my point
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean that's just the re- uh, that's just the reality of our of our world you know and uh we've got to try to address it whatever by whatever means are necessary to try to to try to get this uh, whole initiative and the objective achieved and you know, and 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 that can create a ripple, too, of a different sort. Uh, you know, you, the great example of the Redskins that you, uh, you just brought up, you know, that when when their bottom line, when they when businesses bottom lines are impacted, they're business people. So they, that's what's going to get their attention. Yeah, um, no doubt. You right. know, mm-hmm. you know, and so when you have the perfect marriage of something being right. And and business can benefit from it to me i mean that's that's when i think we can really uh get something achieved sure
0: now i, I like to ask you a two-part question um but it's just mm-hmm. really the opposite side of the same coin and that is as you're advocating for this um on on the one hand what kind of support have you received in pushing for reparations for Negro League players and their families, and have you received any opposition?
1: Uh, I have not. Uh, I I've actually, you know, we have a, a group on Facebook group called the Ripple of Hope Initiative uh, group on Facebook. Uh, people have have joined that uh, from all over the country, uh, and I've been getting some some support within the African American community from the meet with some some other folks in the media uh and some um some people uh who uh are involved in the labor movement uh who are interested in in what uh and in what I'm doing. Um it's something that's evolving again. COVID nineteen uh caused an adjustment and, and, and attention went elsewhere in our society, right? And understandably so and um and uh with the new with with the Black Lives Matter uh with the George Floyd situation and what have you, uh, uh, people are, are are coming back and, and and putting their attention and and efforts into related uh, situations, uh, situations related to our cause. And I think it's it's building momentum because of that. And um, and so uh, yeah, I, it, 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 we're we're slowly brick by brick. Developing uh, a a groundswell, a a grassroots support for this cause, and again, uh, it's 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 a the first step, and it's something that can hopefully get uh, launch uh, an effort, long term effort uh, that can um, branch out and and create a a real process of healing. And uh, it's not about who caused the problem; it's about dealing with the problem and resolving the issue if white americans uh the white community uh, as that i'm a, a member of if we want to really distinguish ourselves from our predecessors and the wrongs that they committed then what better way than to try to write them uh, and distinguish ourselves from from those uh, uh, from past generations and the wrongs of those generations Right and to me, that you know, that that's just that's the that's the best way to distinguish yourselves from those. Instead of just saying, "Well, we're not responsible," no, but we can be agents of change and healing. That can uh, that we can really allow people to to understand that we are not like uh, previous generations of white Americans who have. Uh, let's face it, you know, I mean, we have not been good to communities of color and the best way for us to distinguish ourselves is to actually right those wrongs That's and the bottom line for me
0: and in and, and no argument for me um i'm sure you're gonna get any <laughs> argument from a lot <laughs> of people who look like me um, let me ask you this question um, in terms of support have you been in touch with any members of the descendants of Negro League players? Uh, are they aware that you have this um, Ripple of Hope initiative and that you're pushing for reparations?
1: Um, I know the. Uh, I, I've been in touch and uh, with the Negro League Museum uh, history. Uh, they, are, they are aware of what we're doing and, and, and helping us uh, in terms of just understanding and, and being in support of the cause um we are uh, also uh have we're, we're reaching out to various uh entities and uh at this point we would love to have the support of you know the the the, the public support of uh former major leaguers and current major leaguers and uh and people in that situation who could really who could really help move our cause forward um so if any any are listening to this program, we would certainly love to have you on board and to have you work with us to to get this objective achieved
0: and your manifesto
1: um Ernie we've
0: talked about it a lot if if someone listening in would like to read it for the themselves, where can they
1: find it? Uh, they can go on the Stansbury Forum. That's S T A N S B U R Y Forum dot com. Uh, it's the January twenty third issue, if I'm not mistaken, twenty twenty, um, and it's 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 uh, the rightness of reparations, the Rippling Manifesto, uh, and you can Google it and and find it there and and read it there. And uh, again, I i uh, I'm finishing a book, and I hope to get it published at some point in the not too distant future uh that will explain all of the uh identify the players and 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 the figures that we're talking about, and we'll go into a lot of detail uh for for people as far as um how we can get this done
0: right and even though and i and I just want um people to understand even though it's called a manifesto and some people may think it's some huge document, it's actually right. a, a pretty quick read. And so, yeah. as you said, to go to, to dot com, they could see it there. Um, and it is a quick read. It's not something that will take them uh, an inordinate amount of time to get through. So um, I encourage everybody to, to check that out um, for themselves. Now, it, uh, one last thing for me uh-huh. is: um, Have you heard back from Rob Manford or not? I mean, I, I know he's probably got a couple of things to do, but have you heard back from right. Rob, or do you expect to hear back from the commissioner? Uh, well, what's the story on that front?
1: Uh, no, I have not heard back from the commissioner. I know he's had some things that he's been busy with. Uh, uh, do I hope? I certainly hope to hear from him at, at, at some point. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I certainly hope he's. Uh, I, I assume he's read my my letter, and uh, I'm sure. Uh, you know, I hope that uh, he will. You know, he will get back to me. And uh, and just basically, what I want, I would like to do is. I, I don't want to ram my concept and my plan down his throat. I simply want to speak with him and 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 decide on a strategy uh, to to get this done uh what i suggest is simply a starting point for the conversation and i'm certainly willing to listen to any ideas or suggestions that the commissioner might have on how we can get this done and uh, but i just wanted to to get that out there that this is something that really especially now could be a very very healing process and healing act that uh, is long overdue and could have you know uh, again rippling effect in our society and and i don't think i'm overstating it that such a such an act could be a very very vital first step in in healing the divisions uh, quite frankly sure. in our in our society um, sure and,
0: and, and again step... and as I, as I said at the top ernie and i'm sorry to, to cut you there but as i said at the top when you wrote the letter to the commissioner in January of 2020, we were in a totally different world at that time, both in terms of That's the correct. pandemic and the uprisings. Um, and I and I believe that both of those have contributed to this change um, and this, you know, this call now that we haven't seen in 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 my lifetime and in many people's lifetime. Again, such a a, a real call for for social justice um and you know right now the climate is different but i believe um for you and for others uh who are part of the initiative you have to continue to work uh in building that groundswell of support um as you look to bring this to major league baseball's attention so um, but certainly the time is, is right to do it. You are actually ahead of the current time. Um, uh, not that this was a unique call, right. And this has been brought up in times past,
1: but sure, certainly sure.
0: right now, um, you know, your, your call is certainly relevant, um, to where we find ourselves as a society.
1: That's yes. I, I couldn't agree more. And, uh, you know i'm I'm looking forward to uh to just building on this and and getting to the point where um, you know we can see this see this happening and and i it's it's uh it's it's encouraging uh for me to see the support that i'm getting um Uh, at at the community level, at the grassroots level, Uh, and actually to answer uh, a a previous question, Jeff, now I have not received any opposition uh, at this point. Uh, I'm sure it's, I was anticipating it, and I'm sure at some point, as this this cause uh, builds strength and and momentum, I'm sure there are going to be uh, people who are opposed uh, for whatever reason. Um and I and, and I'm prepared for that. But at this point it's been all positive. So I'm I'm encouraged by that.
0: Well, good. That's good to hear. Well, Ernie, uh, I <clears throat> excuse me, I thank you for your time in coming on with us today to talk about this and you know, wish you nothing but the best as you continue working um and, and pushing forward the initiative, the Ripple of Hope initiative. Um, pushing for reparations for Negro League players uh, and their descendants. So good luck, Ernie, and thanks for stopping by on Sports 360 to talk about it.
1: Thank, Thank you, Jeff, for the opportunity. I appreciate it.